Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. It's hard to see us in the kitchen with people calling people donkeys and idiots and all of this and throwing plates and pots and all. And he kept his cool the whole season and was strong with it. He wasn't one of them weak people that are on TV that break down into tears and all of that. And then he opened that door and walked through and I was like, yes, he deserved it. And I'm talking season three Hell's Kitchen and now he's doing his own thing. Let me welcome to the show the restaurateur, owner of Queen Mother's Fried Chicken in the Virginia area, the DMV, Mr. Rock Harper. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Karen Hunter. I made it now. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Man, it. Man, listen, you know, the shock of, you know, this is interesting. We, we do these things and, and we fan out, you know, we, we like, we, we, we're fans of people. And when you popped into that Maroon's Medicine Chest with Senyata, few weeks ago and then you talk about and i'm a nubian and i was like how when did how did i not know that rock rock is in in nubia and like hard in nubia and then you coming in asking questions just as a you know so so what when you put this with that dr amin and i was like this is amazing um so i just first of all you don't know who who's watching and listening and uh just is very humbling and also appreciative on my part so thank you no, no, thank you. I think that's a testament to what uh, what what you all are building it at uh, Narrative in Nubia. It's just it's 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 so incredible. And I'm just attracted to uh, what's going on in there. So I come in uh, often with my pen and my pad taking notes. So I was I mean, it was a blessing for me to be a part of it. So thank you for building that space. Thank you, Dr. Carr and Urias and everybody else. I appreciate you. And thank Dr. Amin because she she brought you and in, Dr. Amin in, yeah, obviously Yo, the incredible, so, incomparable. Yes, the queen, the queen. Uh, speaking yes. of the other queen, um, your restaurant is inspired by your mother. Yes. Right. Uh, yes. T- tell me about her. Tell me about the queen behind Queen Mother's Fried Chicken. Well, everyone you know in our neighborhood in South Side of Alexandria, most most of my friends didn't even know her name. Um, they just everybody thought her name was Mother. That's you know they 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 cracked on us for calling her mother instead of my mom, but uh, it just stuck and people call her mother. And uh, it's appropriate because she is that for, for us, obviously, but also for, for our friends and our communities. And she's just a, um, she's a wonderful uh, human being. And uh, she taught us many lessons. One of those is to, uh, there's nothing uh, that needs to be thrown away, right? So that, that helped me on Hell's Kitchen when I was you know making dishes, uh, these impromptu dishes, and it helps me in life when um, we think about, um, you know, just uh, everything can be, every, everyone can serve, everything can serve and we can use it. So uh, she's just a great woman and also a phenomenal cook. She's staying with me now. So I'm, I'm being treated, uh, Karen, I'm being treated to some great meals. All right. What, what's, what's your favorite uh, meal from your mother? What's your favorite mother meal? So growing up, she used to make these short ribs and these back with short ribs before they became like, you know, uh, gentrified, like before they became popular, right? We used to get the cross-cut short ribs, um, and I thought they were a fancy cut of meat. We used to get them from this joint called Murray's in D.C., and uh, they were cheap. I thought it was like we were we were living high, but she would make those and braise them, put them in the oven with some onions, maybe a little mashed potatoes and some broccoli. Give me some, look, my mouth is watering now. I see, I see. Give me some rolls. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just, she would do wonders with, uh, these off cuts of meat and um, anything like that. It's just like a, a warm hug on a plate. So 
the first time we're talking with Rock Harper, and you can follow him at Rock underscore Harper and at Queen Mother DC, Queen Mothers with an S DC. The first time you knew you could cook. Oh, first time I knew I could cook. That's a good question. Well, I remember one of the first times. So I have two older sisters. Shout out to Awanya and Nisa. And uh, they had friends, right? Obviously, you know, I'm, a, I'm a maybe 12 years old, maybe 10. And they had friends that were 14, 16 years old. And they would come over. And, uh, you know, little Rockman, that's my name, Rockman. If I could make some oodles and noodles or a scrambled egg sandwich, and, and sneaking a little hug from a, from one of these uh, teenage girls. That's that's that was I was like, OK, I, I might be on to something because they ain't checking for me otherwise. So that was one of the earliest times it was scrambled eggs, noodles, putting stuff in noodles, hot dogs. You know, we grew up uh, 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 economically challenged. So peas and different seasonings. Uh, but those are one of the early indicators that I got some uh, good feedback. Okay, so that was the way to a woman's heart. The way you could get to her was through her stomach, and so you that that uh, started your culinary journey. Um, that, yes. Why did you choose it as a career? Yeah. So in eighth grade, I, I'll never forget. Um, uh, I was taking a home ec class. I took it for an easy A, and also I like to eat. Uh, I originally wanted to be a comedian. That was my first love, and um, I, but I knew I was going to college, and my guidance counselor. Um, uh, you know, I, it wasn't his fault, but I should have done more homework. He just said there's no colleges for comedians. And uh, uh, eighth grade home economics was right there. My wonderful teacher, Mrs. Hill, GW Middle School, uh, a, a very genteel, uh, beautiful um, uh, woman helped me uh, cook. And we, we began to cook and I made this lasagna. And I couldn't believe that I made something so fancy. I was, I guess, 13 years old and I took it home. People loved it. And uh, my mother uh, actually bought me ingredients from maybe Shoppers Food or a grocery store and allowed me the little aluminum pans. And she taught me, I ended up making these lasagnas for people around my neighborhood and at church. So at this point, I'm like, wow, I can make money off of this and I can make fancy stuff and actually make a career out of it. So um, that was eighth grade, Mrs. Hill's home ec uh, class really pushed me in the direction of, I can actually uh, make a career out of this. And then I was lucky enough in high school that we have a culinary arts program and uh, in high school. So 10th, 11th and 12th, I was able to take culinary arts. And that really that really set me on the trajectory I was on. What school? This is a school in D.C.? So formerly known as T.C. Williams, now Alexandria City uh, High School. But remember the Titans. Shouts to Herman Boone. <laughs> Denzel Washington, that that yes. that TC. Yes. Got you, got you. Now, so what happened to the comedy, Rock? Well, I'm I'm still working on it. You know, I'm writing jokes. I was just writing a couple. It's it's never going anywhere. I, I, I you know I'm I uh, try to make people laugh and smile all the time. That's one of the tenets of the restaurant serving smiles. So, um, you know, I did. I practiced comedy in junior high and high school, and even in college, uh, I, I I got kicked out a lot. Um, so it didn't quite work. Uh, but uh, it's, it's it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. OK. All right. All right. Uh, he's got jokes, y'all. Rock Harper. But his yeah. food is no joke. His food is no joke. Um, That's right. I, I you know, you, you see food first. You could tell when something is nasty by how it looks and your food. Look, if y'all go on his website and we're going to put we already tweeted out the oh, chicken. You. I was like, you got sauces and. How how are you going to do a vegan option? I don't even see how. I don't see how, Rock. 
Well, well, there's a couple of ways. It's obviously, you know, there's a lot of these meats that are being created. Some of them are good. Uh, most of them not. Um, I can go that route. But I'm, I'm trying, you know, Queen Mother's is all about, I don't say purity, but we try to use the best ingredients possible. So we try to stay away from the artificial stuff. So we can go that route. Sonata's on me hard to um to just go with the mushrooms. We had uh, brother Robert on on uh, in Nubia on Sunday, and uh, trying to go hard with like a fried oyster mushroom. So I just want to do something uh, great. The bread actually is is one of the most challenging parts. We use a brioche, which is chock full of butter and uh, eggs, and uh, every everybody knows that. The sandwich is is made by the bread, so I'm trying to source a great bun that we can put with the with the fried chicken option. So I'm I'm gonna do you know it's not it's not new. There are many vegan fried chickens out there, so uh, I just want to do it better. You know, if we putting yeah. that sauce on and we calling the Queen Mothers, I just gotta do it better. That's all. Oh my God, this um the sandwich that is uh, the dripping of the honey yes. mustard with the pickles and the yes and the brioche. You know it's toasted. You know it's toasted. Yeah. Um. You don't make the buns yourself, do you? You do not make those buns, do you? Not yet. We we okay. there's this uh, artisan bakery in Maryland that we get them from uh, fresh baked every day, but not yet. We're working on that. Now we we talk a lot about health on this show, uh, Wellness Wednesday, etc. And I, you know, obesity is a is a a big issue, uh, and so I struggle with balancing, you know, taking away all of the fun with this, and you're you're you you look fit fitter than you know because you were you were a little heavier when you were on i see you on on hell's kitchen uh how do you balance it rock how do you balance being around all of that chicken all the time yeah well i I, that's a great question karen and uh, i love the show yesterday uh i forget the um uh, dr bass was it yesterday uh yeah patricia bass's daughter yes and yes Mm -hmm. um I love that segment. And she said something that um, really stuck out to me. And I don't really get in, you know, the health conversation as far as making soul food or black food, what I call black food healthy, right? People try to hire me and say, can you do fried chicken, but healthy? And the reason being is because we have to be very careful, right? When I look at back at my decolonize your, uh, your tongue apron, we have to be very careful of how we sort of frame what is healthy and what is not healthy, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer your question. And um, I don't think fried chicken is inherently just as it is unhealthy, right? There's so many factors, lifestyle factors, access, education that contribute to obesity and unhealthy, right? I have customers that come in two, three times a week. I, I'm not advocating that people eat fried chicken every day. I certainly don't, we, I taste it every day. Um, but I think that healthy is, is a lifestyle. I wrote a book on it, as a matter of fact, uh, for, for um, cook healthy 44 things parents should know about healthy cooking for kids. Um, and it's all about your lifestyle. So we, we don't encourage with my staff. I encourage healthy eating and healthy living. We move, we stretch, we sit, we reflect. Um, it, it's all about, you know, like you said, uh, like you alluded to, balance. So that that's how I do it. It just, you know, nothing is great for you in, in large and often amounts. And it also depends on so many other factors. So I love it. Um, and I, I, you know, to watch you, because, you know, for, for me, the goal is, of, of course, people living their best lives, but for us to be fully ourselves in the midst of it. Um, yeah. And I like what you were saying uh, in Nubia about reclaiming things that now have become 
you know, like gentrified, you know, reclaiming, you know, I was just saying chitlins is a delicacy now, you know, we made chitlins dope and taste delicious, even though it's the entrails. Now it costs $35 on somebody's fancy menu. You know, we made oxtails, you know, those people from the Caribbean islands into a delicacy now that is very expensive. Oxtails are expensive and chicken. Now you were saying when you started your, your, your restaurant empire, people were, you know, saying nobody's gonna, you know, it's too black, and now yeah. everybody's got some fancy fried chicken version. Talk about that a little bit, Rock. Yeah, I, I I'm reclaim fried chicken is my motto, right? So fried chicken, and this is I want I want to be very clear. The foundation of fried chicken is more important than the actual bird, right? Than than the flavor. Now, no question, I, I believe I have the best fried chicken ever, but the foundation of how we created that probably more than likely a black woman uh, that was owned by a slave master, right? Uh, created the fried chicken that we know and love in America. But if you look at the restaurant industry, the big players, the three or four big restaurants, the billion dollar restaurants that have f- influence all over the country and all over the world, there are virtually no players uh, in the fried chicken industry. Now, I find that absolutely fascinating. If you could tell me that uh, pizza, there were, there were no Italian players or, um, you know, in, in the fish and chips game, there was nobody uh, from Ireland or, or Scotland or, or wherever it's popular over there. Like, there's nobody that's playing in that game that, that created it or that helped create it. That would be incredible. That would be crazy. So that's the way I view um, our food. We have to reclaim it. And not just for the, you know, for, for capitalism, so for money's sake. That's a big part of it. But also it's empowering because, uh, you know, they, they, they tried to make or they've continued to make fried chicken as a tool to demean and destroy us. Right. Think about birth of a nation and, and, and the images of people holding chicken legs and sitting up in Congress. Right. That was very intentional. And it worked. That was a very intentional marketing campaign. So there's a reason why they did that. And, and you see now those top players are something heavy in the fried chicken game. So what I'm talking about is embracing all of us, all of the parts, right? We can embrace the, the sort of the highbrow stuff, but we also have to embrace, I believe, or at least I'm going to do it, uh, the things that we sort of shy away from, especially black chefs. We sort of don't want to be defined. Not only do we not participate, we say, oh, don't categorize me as a fried chicken chef. And I find that I understand it because I've, I've, I've grown up in the same environment, but uh, I think it's we, are, we have to be conscious enough to understand that that was a trick and it's time for us to reclaim all of the parts of our rich culinary her- heritage. I love it. Reclaiming our thighs. All right. <laughs> Chicken thighs. All right, you go. Queen Mothers, uh, if you are in the DMV area, it is at 918 South Lincoln Street, Arlington, Virginia. Uh, it's located inside Lo- La Cachina cafe they do breakfast lunch and dinner do you ship do you send if i order can i get some ship to jersey or do i have to drive down 95 to get some of this chicken for karen hunter we shipping anywhere she is so oh, man. Just, no. No, for listen. regular people for everybody not just me. oh no nah, not for not yet okay. not with, you got, we, so that's y'all in d mode okay y'all gotta y'all gotta bring your behinds to arlington virginia and i'm not mad at that um your favorite thing on the menu <laughs> Your it's favorite. got to be the 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 classic um 
which is, and I want to, I want to tell everybody about like fresh break baked brioche bun, uh, phenomenal bread, toasted, right? A lot of people aren't toasting their buns. We don't, we don't deal like that. You got to toast it. Duck fat fried chicken. So this chicken is from Maryland. It's really close. It's just about organic, uh, humanely raised. We're using spices that you know where they're coming from. A lot of people don't know that the spice industry is ultimately unregulated. So you don't know what that red stuff is in that season that you're getting. But here we get our uh, Spain, we get our uh, paprika from Spain, our uh, sea salt from Italy. We're using all great ingredients, artisan flour, and we're frying it in duck fat, right? So it's nice and crispy and it's great. And it's got that little oomph on it. Uh, and the mother sauce and four pickles. I'm a pickle fanatic. So the classic is, I could wax on about chicken all day, but the classic is my favorite dish on the menu. Um, as as we um, are evolving um, mm-hmm. in, in business, your your next move, your next move, Rock, um, because I know Queen Queen Mothers is not your only, is not going to be your only thing. And, and before we get to that, though, let me go back. Another queen. Yeah. I want to talk about another queen. B. Smith. B. Smith actually was on these airwaves in this very time slot. Uh, before she made transition, she had a radio show on Ur- on Urban View or what was called The Power, I think, or I think it was just becoming Urban View during this time slot. So I mm-hmm. literally am s- standing on her shoulders and I'm mm-hmm. grateful to, to have done that. But you were you you also uh, more so than me had an up close an up close uh, view of what that power looks like and what it looks like to succeed in a in a space that wasn't, you know, wasn't welcoming. Talk yeah. about that. Well, I I wouldn't be here ha- had it not been for uh, for B Smith. Um, he I was I worked there. I started out as a sous chef, and and I got the opportunity to manage the front of the house of the restaurant for a couple of years, uh, and I eventually became the executive chef before Hell's right before Hell's Kitchen. And uh, I, you know I was lucky, and I, I want to be very clear about this. I thought that the way B. Smith operated the restaurant group, that's the way the restaurant world operated. That was my first glimpse into upper management. That was my first glimpse into a one-on-one personal relationship with the owner, she and her husband. And I was in for a rude awakening when I left B. Smith. And the reason why that's significant is because they nurtured me you know, it's just like when you at home with your parents and you don't really understand how good you got it until you go out in the world and you really see like, oh, man, I had it great. The, the love and just the resources and the, the, the things that they understood about me. Right. Um, it, it was it, it doesn't exist. I try to do it in my restaurant, uh, but the world looks at you different as a young black chef when, when you go out there and be Smith. And uh, they they understood me and they gave me opportunities that I, I just simply haven't had in many other places. I've gone on to to work for some other phenomenal restaurateurs. But um, that experience, those nine years I was there, I was allowed to grow. I was given the opportunity to grow in ways that I can't imagine. And it fuels uh, really how I operate today um, and just set aside how graceful um, and just uh, generous and gorgeous, like, I know the beauty don't really, but she was just like, when I say fine, B was graceful in every moment, you know, it, it, at our meetings, um, in, in, face, in the face of adversity, I'm thinking about uh, Judge, uh, Judge Brown Jackson, like, she was graceful 
all the time. And uh, I, I know I'm not as graceful as her, but I certainly try. You're rock. You're, you know, you're a rock, rock hopper. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you're not expected to be as graceful as B. Smith. Tell gotcha. us something about her that most people wouldn't know with your. I think. Oh, wow. Something about B. Smith that most people wouldn't know. She had a great sense of humor. I think maybe you saw that on television and heard it on the radio. But True. she. I did that. Yeah, she. Uh, I remember one time she wasn't a pushover, right? She was always, you know, doing it with style, but she wasn't a pushover. There was this one time where this woman uh, came into the restaurant and she complained about, I want to say fried green tomatoes. We had a phenomenal fried green tomato dish on the, on the, on the menu. She ate, we had four, she ate about three and a half of them and sent them back to the kitchen and said she didn't want to pay for it. I refunded her later on. I was talking to be at the bar about the situation. And she said in her graceful way, Rock, the next time this happens, uh, you tell the guest, I'm so sorry you did not enjoy it, but I'm glad to see that you finished it. Here's your bill. And I said, oh, B is a gangster with it. Because I just thought we were supposed to, the customer was always right. And her, her mindset was, nah, like, if you ain't like it, you tell us after the first bite. Uh, so she had this motherly, this wonderful way of, of doing and saying things like that. It was a perfect balance. All right. So on that, um, where I was going, where you're going next, because I know a lot of of what you're doing. And I was just I was talking to Angie Porter about this earlier. I think it's time for us to stop looking through other lenses to do the things that we inherently uh, founded. Like, the, you know, I look at your menu. I see the macaroni and cheese. We know that that macaroni and cheese came out of Thomas Jefferson's kitchen from an enslaved person. We know that the chef that was in George Washington's house ran away and there were a lot of recipes that came out of there that people take credit for, right? To this day, the fried chicken, as, as you mentioned, we, we have this uh, strange relationship with watermelon as a result of the way in which this, this country has uh, the birth of a nation because there was a power play with watermelon with black people being self-sufficient around the watermelon trade that they had to demean us around watermelon and make us hate the very thing that was freeing us. And so I know I this is why I'm supporting completely, you know, what you're doing because I know that there's an ulterior motive, which is to free us in in many different ways. So I'm just if you can share anything, if not, that's fine too. Don't, you know, keep it keep it tight. Yeah, no. Um I I, I don't I don't wanna go long with this, but I wanna take my time and, and just tell you that there is a an a motive. Um when people ask me what's next for Queen Mothers, or how, you know, I have mentors that are asking me about franchising and what's the next model and what's the growth. I think that, well, I know what I'm trying to do is grow it in a way that liberates Black people, right? Uh, some of my chef friends that are, that are Black or non-Black don't like when I say this is Black food, right? Uh, and, and, and with that, I want to own what we created and I want to own it in a way that empowers us to build community. This is why I love Nubia is because you all are always remind us that we are the bricks, right? So when I think about my companies, I say, well, how can I bring bricks? How can we all come together? It sounds kind of cliche, but how can we all eat through, we are the fire, we are we make stuff hot. So why should we go to these organizations, uh, whether it be James Beard or these other associations, to stamp us 
to give us entryway to these networks or to whatever it is uh, in order to say, you know, we're legitimate now or for them to affirm us. So one of my purpose is to empower black chefs, uh, black restaurant, black, black food and drink people to own our content, to own our art and to be able to have agency over it in order to build whatever it is we wanna build as a community moving forward. So while I have the best chicken sandwich or the best fried chicken, that's not really, them little lists don't really mean much to me. Them little stars and all that other, that stuff, I'm over that. I'm not all, I'm, I'm trying to build something like similar to what James Brown and Mahalia Jackson, what I believe they were trying to do Use something that we created. You talk about watermelon. We, we, we were self-sufficient. We were making bread off of that and empowering ourselves. And they said, we got we to gotta demonize that. We have, to do, we have to put that down low. So now we understand the trick. Okay, we see it. So now it's on us. It's on Black chefs, Black restaurant owners. And anybody that says they want to help us, for us to use our power for liberation, for freedom. So when I when I want to grow this company, it's not just to be the hottest and the best and to be on somebody's network. That's cool that they invite me. That's fine. I'll go. But understand, I'm coming super black. And at the end of the go- at the at the end of the day, it, it's helping liberate and free black people with what we created. That's my goal. I um I'm I'm constantly now thinking this is like consuming my life. Uh, of that freedom journey, you know, Tanya Pinkus was on yesterday and we were talking about a myriad, a myriad things. Uh, but one of them was, you know, the ownership, you know, the ownership of the stuff that we do. And, and it's tough because, you know, Strive Thursday, people will offer you money for your franchise. And, and I off, often think, so do you believe in yourself? It's sort of like the opposite of what I said about white, you know, white supremacy or whatever i'm putting up air quotes because that doesn't exist if you are so afraid of competition you are absolutely telling the world that you're the opposite so i feel like if you feel like you have a billion dollar company or you have a billion dollar valuation why would you take the check why would you allow someone to buy the thing that you have you know built into and if they're willing to give you that money how much is it really worth and so I, I get the financial insecurity that some of us are experiencing and that million dollars or the $3 million or the $5 million that they give you for your, your company would definitely change as life-changing money, but your life-changing money for you individually, if you just wait, it would be life-changing for maybe generations of people. Mm. And I, mm. I, I, I don't know if, if enough of us have that selfless because it requires a sacrifice, right? So you may yes. not get that $5 million check to change your entire life. But the thing that you're building may change the trajectory of all, you know, all of us. And I don't I so I applaud you for doing that because you you talked about, you know, pitching this to people and they're like, well, you have to make it less black if we're going to give you money. And you're like, nope, I'm going to do this. So, you know, how can we help you? And, you know, what do you need, Rock? Rock Nelson is here. Rock Harper. Why do I keep calling him Nelson? Who the hell is Rock Nelson? Rock Harper. I don't Harper. know. But I, it, I don't that's know. something. So there's a yeah. Nelson out there that I there need is. to connect with. I know. Gosh. Rock Harper. You know, well, I appreciate that, Karen. And uh, I, just one more thing before I answer that. I, I, You talk about lens, and I'm curious about our lens. Um, 
you know, we we're caught up in in the, when I say we black chefs, for instance, or black restaurant, you know, food folks, we're caught up in individualism in a way that I don't believe is, you know, was one of our principles before we got interrupted. I'm doing a lot of research and a lot of internal research and trying to find a connection to what what gives me my most power. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, we, we the five million dollars is is not the highest thing for me. Right. The highest thing is 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 connecting with my creator and doing what he uh, has for me to do and trying to maintain that connection. So I think once we connect with that or, or you know, make that uh, stronger, um, uh, you know, we're, we're better off for it. What we can do. Uh, I appreciate you asking. I'm trying to build, you know, I'm an idea guy. Uh, you know, I'm in the process of building my own brick and mortar. And I want it to be so many things under one roof, right? I, I, I see uh, this restaurant where we are unafraid to, to be ourselves, but also create uh, media and create, uh, you know, educate, right? I'm, I'm teaching in, in the city uh, in a few weeks with the DC's youth uh, justice uh, system. Um, and I, I love teaching us, but talk about lenses through a, a black lens, right? You talk about James Hemings and, and Hercules. When you go to culinary school, uh, I went to Johnson Wales University, I graduated. Everything is this, when we say classically trained, it's from a European lens. And while I get that, because that's, that's how they're teaching us, what would happen if we apply these terms, um, you know, for dicing and slicing and this sauce making, if we, if we had a black culinary school, right? Uh, what, what would that do to, or just infused it, right? Uh, with, 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 with just super blackness in culinary arts. What would that do to, to the next wave of chefs in America? So I wanna, I wanna this is what my restaurant looks like. like it's not just a place where we can just eat as much food till we, till we fall asleep. It's not that, it's where we can build community and empower ourselves. Similar to uh, what Spice Sweet, what Angel was doing in DC. Uh, that that she shared that space and allowed uh, the Spice Girls to grow through her space. And I'm so empowered by that. So if anyone, um, you know, you can keep on eating chicken sandwiches. And, but if anybody wants to build that with me or help me do that, I'm I'm happy to, uh, you know, to holler at you. All right. Well, I'm hollering because I just you said school black. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, so I just wrote it down. I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. So anything you need, I'm here. Uh, also, if you want to reach him. You just go, if they go to queenmotherscook.com, queenmotherscook.com, and then what, contact us? Yeah, queenmothercooks.com. Queen, oh, that's right, not the S. It's queen, wait, hold on. Let me get, sorry, y'all. Let me get myself together. It's all it's good. It's Queen Mothers DC on the Twitters. Queen Mothers Twitter. with an S, DC. And it's queenmothercooks, C-O-O-K-S.com. That's the website, and you scroll that's down the to website. the bottom. And then you contact them. That's what yes, you do. absolutely. Yes, and support black it. restaurants, support black food. Um, you know, please. I, I don't want to hear, and it's for everybody. I used to hear this all the time. Black people don't do this. I've the tribe, the love, the family over the past year and a half since we've been open. I don't ever want to hear anybody say that black people don't support black restaurants. The love has been great. I just got a letter, a handwritten letter from a Nubian uh, today in the mail. I don't want to hear nothing about black people don't support black restaurants. I love you. I love everybody that comes in our space, but stop telling that lie and go see your black chefs, people. 
better do that. Nessa of Arlington, Virginia, those of you who are in the area, the DM, DMV area, you can go check it out. Queen Mother's Restaurant, uh, fried chicken, free, it's uh, the chicken. Just go on the, you can just go on the, on the website and just uh, salivate and then take your butt on the road and head over to Arlington, Virginia. I appreciate you so much, Rock. I will see you in the Nubian streets. Rock Harper, Rock underscore Harper on the Twitters, and he's at Rock. Just he just got his name. If you're a Nubian, just at Rock. He got that. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126, or anytime on the Sirius XM app.